welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 4, Episode 8, titled Frenemies. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one insert word here, co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I'd consider her an enemy. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to level that. Oh, wow. Uh, to Taylor the Latte Boy, hello. I forgot to, to make it so that that volume was louder. Taylor the Latte Boy, hi, how are you? Bonjour, lady. Bonjour, cheesecake. Uh, you are back with husband. I am. I am. We are back together. We have spent the day canoodling and, oh, really? and playing Animal Crossing. Now, we, we canoodled the other night when you got home. Oh, I was going to say, were you just ripping his clothes off of him? When he got home. No, actually, the first night, no, because he didn't get into like really late. But the next night, I might have just decided, you know what? What the hell? Have you ever and just surprised kind of started him? in on him? Have you ever? Yeah, have you ever surprised him where you're just like a beast in heat, and you just like straddle him and ride him right there? Um, I've tried to before, and he doesn't normally necessarily like that. Because he's oh. very, he, he needs to be not so much in control, but he needs to know like what's going on. You know, we, we've also talked about there have been times in which um, I have been ready to, you know, down to clown, as it were, and pretty much come out of the bedroom what? or made some sort you of shot made, that far <laughs> or j- just no, just to get him. And he's usually playing Nintendo and he does the whole like, Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to find a safe spot. That might kill the mood. And it does. It oh, does. It That's why I'm sort of like, you know what? Never mind. I'm just going to take care <gasps> of myself. Re- so. No, really? Have you ever? Oh, yeah. No, I've done that where I'm just like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh, you know? my God. Yeah, that's how I would be. So, I don't ever, it's so funny. I've told someone who doesn't care. Like, I, I told Aiden today, I may say it all the time. I'm like, you have full access 24 7 to all this goodness. You know, he's coming to Palm Springs. We're, we're going to hang out for a few days next week. And, Excellent. huh? Excellent. And, uh, I already told him, listen, you know, cause he was telling me like, I might be getting up really early cause I'm used to doing that. And I, you know, I'll probably have some sort of like snack, for, you know, right. I have to eat something right when I get up and I go, that's odd because, uh, right around that same time, I like my dick in someone's mouth. <laughs> So that's convenient. it's funny you'll be looking for a snack because yeah. this is a snack right here. Yeah. And uh so yeah, we'll see what happens uh next week. It's gonna be Do you do you like that? Have you ever liked that where somebody has just kind of surprised you? Um uh, it's one of these things where when I've been uh I cause this has happened to me multiple times where the person is fondling me in my sleep and it takes me a while to go like, what is going on? And then I go, oh, oh, that's what's going on? Hi. Good mm. morning. I, yeah, I've, I've definitely done that before. So, I... To Bobby Lou or to... Oh, what? Bobby Lou and others. Oh. Bobby Lou and others where I was with, uh, when I was with Drum, I used to do that occasionally, the drum. And then when Drum and I were having a three-way mm-hmm. and we all kind of fell asleep i woke up in the middle of the night and just kind of started messing around with the other guy well, and he... while while drum was asleep next to me well, and what... just kind of thought well let's let's see what happens here 
So the, the most recent person that I would call a quote unquote trick. I remember when we were about to, um, well, it with me, I call it get down to frown. Uh, <laughs> uh, he said, oh, but I'm not hard yet. And I go, oh, contraire. I like to start when it's not hard. I love having a flaccid penis in my mouth and making it hard. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So yeah. like, like, like bubble gum. Like Bazooka Joe bubblegum that yeah. it starts off kind of soft, but over time it gets to, and then it's just yeah. kind of hard in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, Mama. And I had a, I had a guy once, a guy that I dated, like my first actual boyfriend, like one time, like we went to go to sleep and he like went down and like literally and went and like rested my dick in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I want to go to sleep like this. Oh, I would do that, but I wouldn't fall asleep though. Well, I think he had, a, and my first thought is, I'm like, I know I grind my teeth sometimes, so I'm not taking a chance of this guy suddenly having some sort of night terror and then chomp. So yeah, I had a guy, a trick again, another trick. I'm a magician after all. Who, when we were gonna, we finished having sex, and he was like going to sleep. He's like, I can only. Ha-, he grabbed my hand. He, we were in the spoon position. He was little spoon. He goes, mm-hmm. I can only sleep if you do this. And he took my hand and put it on his dick, and I needed to hold his dick the whole night. But I was like, the whole time I was thinking, like, I'm holding his dick. And so I couldn't sleep. Yeah. That's not fun to me. Well, because then th- that's not uh, – because a, a flaccid dick that gets hard in your hand yeah. is fun. Yeah. A hard dick that gets flaccid in your hand, yeah, that's not fun. No. That, that 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 feels very like oh yeah okay. So I, I had a weird experience yesterday, and since you are a certified mental health professional, I thought That's I'd what they say. You. Yeah. Okay. I got a Discord message yesterday while I was making dinner. Okay. Okay. And it was from a listener who said, "You know, I was listening to Afterthought Radio." Okay. Uh huh. And you talked about. Uh, a boyfriend you had a long time ago who told you, like, you had dated for, I, I don't know if you, I know the specifics. So we had dated for a couple of years. And then he broke up with me because he said it didn't fit into his game plan to be gay. I was probably like 23, 24. Yeah. I remember, I remember that story. Yeah. And he had never heard it before. And he was, he wanted to know. If I had any advice for him, because he's going, he never heard it before. He's going through the exact same thing where he dated a guy who I guess wasn't gay. And the guy broke up with him because of his uh, lack of decision or something, an ability to come out. And he's having trouble getting over it. So what advice would you give to a client who had, because he was like, well, first of all, he had easy questions like, will I ever get over this? I go, yes, 100% you will. Yes. Yeah. How old is this person, approximately? I don't know. 20s? Okay. Yeah. You will get through this. You mm-hmm. will get over him. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a shitty thing that's happened in your life. Accept it. And then just kind of recognize that you will feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's hard to do because I'm sure that it, you are grieving, you know, as anybody who's gone through a breakup before you kind of grieve the 
what if this is the beginning of forever? Um, especially when you're in your twenties, because you think, okay, depending on where, if he is in fact in his twenties, because you kind of feel like, well, this is the beginning of my adult life. Yeah. And you've, you've partnered with somebody and you've met with somebody that you feel as though you have that connection with. And then mm-hmm. you end up not having a connection with that person. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know, I think that you have had bad experiences before. Mm-hmm. You will have bad experiences again. This is just a bad experience. And it is also where you are investing energy in someone who has or had no intention of investing an equal amount of energy into you. So recognizing your worth and recognizing that there are people out there that would kill to have have you in their life. This guy's not worth it. This guy wasn't worth it. Latte boy, as I live and breathe. <laughs> How are you, girl? Hey, Mama Joe. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I said, hey, Mama Joe. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, it's so I- wonderful to be here. Oh, uh, that's great. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> This week is that a new thing? Is that a thing that I need to be prepared for every week now? I don't know. You never know with me. I'm I'm a ball. I'm a bag of surprises. Should I be like Carson? And when you ask the go, I'm doing great. I just got fisted by six guys behind the dumpster. Yeah, that, you know what? That's a tip. Let's try this again. I'm not gonna do the whole thing. Let me see. Here we go. Uh, uh, As I live and breathe, if it ain't my own girlfriend, Carson Crossley's here. Hey, Mama Joe. How are you, honey? How I, are you holding up? I, I, I well, it's usually I'm holding up the other guys when I'm jerking off three of them, and they're coming on my face. <laughs> you old fool! All right. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. What if What if they said horrible things? <laughs> what if they just said horrible, horrible things? Like, what if it was like, hold on now. I'll just do it to myself. No. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you. Okay. Well, as I live and breathe, it's Joe Batanz. Hey, Taylor. How are you? I'm fine, sugar. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. I got my test results back today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Turns out I'm having an AIDS baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure why I went to Lady Buddy. Oh, you did? (laughs) (laughs) All right. This week, the queens take a polygraph test to reveal that they really think about themselves, each other, and RuPaul's Iron Fist shoes. In the by the way, I looked up the Iron Fist shoes on eBay. You can get they're horrible. Twenty five dollars. Yeah, they're off. Oh, can you really? Yeah, twenty five dollars. I'm gonna buy you some in the maxi challenge. The queen. I'm gonna buy some. Can you imagine Lori walking around in like <laughs> American flag giant heel shoes? 
I think the more important question is, can we see Laurie doing that? Because that should be a video podcast. It should be. In the Maxi Challenge, the queens must join forces with their frenemy to perform a nightclub routine. Willem and uh, Latrice Royale are named the winners of the challenge, while Fifi O'Hara and Sharon Needles are placed in the bottom two, forcing them to face off in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After all was said and done, Rue Paul summoned Willem to the front of the stage and announced that Rue had discovered Willem had broken the rules of the competition. With that, Willem was asked to sashay away, leaving both Fifi and Sharon safe to see... Another day. Taylor the Latte Boy, uh, why don't you name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not? Do I have to? No. Because, wow, not a great episode. Yeah, not a, would you, you call it a bad episode? Uh, yes, I yeah, would. Wow, I would. And here's why. One, mm-hmm. um, you know, and again, I get that I am watching this with a very different set of eyes than I was when I first watched season four ten yeah, years ago. T- every, Taylor lost his eyesight about <laughs> five years ago, and they had to put new eyeballs mm-hmm. um, in in there. Yeah, and I was really mad because they put in white contact lenses and everybody thinks they're creepy yeah. and everybody told me i shouldn't have gotten them True. but you know what i did it anyway mm-hmm. you sure did and you won the so, title for it yeah well yeah you know it ended up working out for me uh i kind of you can really see how hard the editors were working to make a story with this mm-hmm. of where it felt very similar to what we saw on the big fight of all stars one, where a lot of the facial expressions and a lot of the things that were said just didn't seem to make sense. Mm-hmm. And it felt very much of where you could even see because like people are sitting in different spots in various disagreements of where it was clear. They pulled things from various, they pulled things from various interviews. They pulled things from various, dis- you know, other conversations that to make it where make make it worse than I think it actually was mm-hmm. because you have that moment of where you know particularly Sharon and Fifi are like fighting through the whole thing and then suddenly they're like kind of sort of getting along like it's it was it was just odd so that's one thing I did not like mm-hmm. um the other thing I did not like I hate this song that they all have to do oh. Oh, it's yeah. the so much better than you. It's just grating. It's, it's, la- just it's not lazy. Good. It's lazy. It's it's a very, very lazy song. Yeah. Um, And the fact that they had them do it three times, but they all had to come up with different lyrics, but they really but didn't come up with it. only part of it? Like, there were certain lyrics yeah. they couldn't, yeah. It, just, it felt like they edited them. Like, they had to come up with the whole song, but they only edited them to mm-hmm. where they all for time or whatever it was just bad mm-hmm. the one thing that i did i did like until about five minutes before we started taping because i was really kind of forcing myself to come up with something was i liked the mini challenge mm-hmm. but now i think i don't like the mini challenge because the reasons that i thought i liked the mini challenge i came up with reasons why i don't but we'll talk about that at the mini challenge what about you do you have two things in one thing um oh they used to have a lucian piani album on spotify but it is now gone. Interesting. Well, they had the one where they do, where they did like the Glamazonian era, like all of the the bitch perfect and all that stuff. That's gone. Let me see. Hold on. Maybe not. Let me not. Maybe not. Hold on. 
Where's I didn't think it was called. It was by Illusion Pia. I thought no, it was like the like, cast. It's called. Let me see here. Let me let me look up eggs because it's on there. Yeah, here it goes. Okay, here's the album. All right. Oh, there's the album. Okay. Oh, but they don't have so shocking. They don't have so much better than you. But that wasn't pre-recorded because they recorded that one live. Oh, All of the ones that are on that album are ones that the girls lip sync to. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Um, okay, what was your question? Did you have two things that you liked and one thing you didn't? I did two things I didn't like and one thing I did. Yeah, kind you know, of. Like. I'll tell you what. So I don't know if you remember. This is a, a nice little history lesson for the thoughts. This question originally came. We used to do basically what were your general? What was your general hot take from the episode? And I instituted the two things you liked and one thing you didn't because we were starting to the thing where everything was negative. So I wanted to at least keep it positive and then get negative later. So ultimately, I'll just give my hot take on the episode. It's not really okay. – it's not that I have negative or positive things to say. It's just more like, look, to me, I wouldn't call it a bad episode, but it was a – totally flavorless episode that borders on bad has moments where it flirts with being bad but doesn't quite i will say this the the willem disqualification saves the episode um i think had it not been for that it would it would be a completely worthless episode i mean it's just nothing it's just not it's air yeah like you know we take notes when we watch these things, and as you know, because I, I texted you during the show, and I was watching it, that I took zero notes during this episode. Zero. I took none. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because uh, there was nothing really interesting to talk about. So this should be a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. After Jiggly's elimination, Willem wasn't humbled by being in the bottom two, and Sharon Needles wishes she had ditched the white contacts, but still believes she's still serving glamour, but with a goth twist. Next, RuPaul and the workroom announced this week's mini-challenge. Each girl will answer a series of questions while strapped to a polygraph machine. The girls, one by one, sit in a chair as RuPaul asks a series of ridiculous questions. Off to the side, the administrator informs us whether the person was truthful or not. After the mini-challenge, RuPaul announced this week's maxi-challenge. The girls will work in pairs to create costumes, choreograph a routine, and write original lyrics to the song Better Than You and sing it live on the main stage. As it turns out, the girls are set up to stand across from their frenemy. The girls are paired off as followed. Follows. Dee Dita Ritz and Chad Michaels, Latrice Royale and Willem, and Fifi O'Hara and Sharon Needles. All right, let's stop here. Let's talk about everything mini-challenge, uh, after Jiggly's elimination, and uh, the pairing of the maxi-challenge. Any thoughts here, Taylor? The one thing that I really kind of thought about was um, that the one thing that we we got a shout-out to producer extraordinaire Humble Pie oh, by yeah. Latrice Royale. Humble Pie. At one point, he said, yeah. he said Humble Pie, and that's the thing that made me perk up. Like, oh, yeah. it's Humble. Yeah. Um, but uh, for the most part, that first section, it was weird to see that while he, while Willem wasn't necessarily humble, mm-hmm. he, it looked like he felt slightly vulnerable mm-hmm. in that moment. Now we've since learned that maybe that's not necessarily the case, as we saw by the end of the episode. But I thought that that was interesting, and I thought the conversation between Sharon and Fifi as far as the, so, but can you do glam without the goth? Can you do just pure glam? I thought that was a very fair question by Fifi. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that, and, but again, it goes to that where the way they edited it, I think they made it look like Sharon was more offended than Sharon probably was. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more mature conversations going on with this group than we've seen with some of the other groups, mm-hmm. some, some of the other girls at this stage in the game, but they are putting together, they were piecemealing pieces, particularly a Fifi occasionally rolling her eyes or making a face or that sort of thing that I don't know that they necessarily, if there, if it had been in one shot, of Sharon saying something and Fifi rolling her eyes, mm-hmm. that would be very different than where they just kind of pull this random clip. Yeah. So now that I'm kind of looking at it with a slightly more intentive eye, I'm just wondering how accurate mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff is. So that's my thought on the first part. Yeah. I, you've thought way more about it than I have to me again. Like I said, it was like, all right, that was a thing. Even the, even the moments that you thought would be worth talking about. Like I really had my pen up pad ready during that lie detector but the questions were so pointless and the results were so pointless that there's really nothing to even say about the mini challenge. Um, I, I would I would say the mini challenge was something that I thought I would like this. Yeah. I think that this would this could be a fun thing that they could do every season. Yeah. It could be a challenge of where they ask them questions, especially mm-hmm. they could ask them questions. This late in a season of yeah. where there is like, imagine if there had been, if this had been between Candy and Tamisha, if they were both on this late in the season and they could do a lie detector test with them mm-hmm. and then do things like that. The problem is this felt like a excuse to do something where they could get Sharon and Fifi on a team together. That's the yeah. only reason for this because the other two pairings didn't seem like they necessarily didn't like each other or disrespectful of each other anything of that sort. It just felt like this was something that we know we've got something here. So let's force these two together and see what comes of it. Well, I think that these challenges are planned way in advance, but I see what you mean. They did use it to their advantage to make Mimi, to put Fifi and uh, Sharon together. You know, Dragula did a, a lie detector test in season two late in the game. And there were some interesting revelations that came out of it because they asked some tough questions. I felt yeah. no tough questions were asked here. And so... Uh, yeah, so it was just a sort of pointless mini challenge that you're right was just an excuse to pair off. Like, why? How do we know that Chad and Dita were opposites? Like, yeah. Willem and, and Latrice are clearly opposites for visual reasons, so it's funny. Maybe it's the same thing, like, they're not going to put the two black girls together and the two white people together. It's going to be like, look at this, a black person and a white person. Ha ha ha. They're opposite. Oh my God. Yeah. We're so cutting edge. Yeah. Uh, all right, in the workroom, the girls get to work on their numbers. In particular, Sharon and Fifi try to put their differences aside for the sake of the competition. During the table visits, Chad appreciates Dita's willingness to fail. Sharon assumes she was paired with Fifi because they hate each other. Latrice hopes to ground Willem, and Willem plans to turn Latrice into a hua. <laughs> Taylor Vante, boy. Your thoughts on everything that happened in the workroom uh, during the table visits? First of all, I love the use of the word hua. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was something only I say, but thank you. Um, again, I think the Fifi and Sharon stuff, if what we are led to believe is true and the whole Party City uh, fight was sort of manufactured by the two of them, I think the both of them realized, oh, we have a chance to be the stars of this episode. So because the arguing 
between them, particularly when they were trying to come up with the lyrics, did not feel dangerous. Mm-hmm. At no point did it seem like anybody was because if anything, Sharon seemed to be wanting to work with Fifi and kind of lean into the stuff that was being said. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like it was where I just kind of remember this episode when I watched it 10 years ago, I just remember thinking, Oh, they really hate each other. And now when you watch it now, you're like, Oh, this is not, this is not as dramatic as I remember it being. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I think. I've never believed their entire story either. If I had to guess from watching, knowing what we know now, putting all the pieces together, watching what we've seen, this is what I think. I feel the party city fight was real. And then at some point, you know, because one of the things we learned that these is, and this is why Willem got in trouble and whatnot, is that these girls were freely roaming around just talking to each other, you know, in between the hotel rooms. Is at some point, yeah. I don't know when, they made up, right? Or they buried the hatchet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it could even be as late as this episode, but so at some point they buried the hatchet. And then they, this happened, this episode happened, and they both saw and probably had a private conversation like, oh, the producers are trying to make us fight. So let's lean into this. You're right, because we could become the stars of the show if we lean into this and do this. But I feel this is when you see the decision made or right around them, that they realize what the producers are doing and they're mm-hmm. playing their hand. But I don't know if I don't know if I buy – I don't know how many – whether both of them have talked about this. I don't know if I buy the story that they had it plotted from the very beginning. I, it, the, the Party City fight seemed genuine, and they're not that good of actors. I th- if I think it's where I think it got out of control. I think the party city fight was something where they, it started one way, and then I think somebody somebody hit a little too close to home, and then it turned into like an actual fight. That's my that's my thought on that. Yeah, could be. I had to put a fan. This on. is all conjecture, but so hot in here. It is. I, I, to, I know you said Bobby likes to have this too, but I like to have air on me at all time. Oh, no, it is. We have a, an actual cold front coming through here mm-hmm. where it's at the high tomorrow is only supposed to be 60. And he keeps trying to turn down this air conditioning where I'm like, no, no, we don't have to have the house set no, to where no, it's like no. 67 degrees in here. I don't like the air conditioning. I just have actual air blowing on me. Air blowing on you. Oh, yeah, no, because it's cool in here, but sometimes the air just sits. Oh. And then he gets grease. Huh, I'm hot. I got to We got to turn the air down. It's just too much. Yeah. Um, all right, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break right here? Okay, I have a feeling okay. this episode is going to be shorter than usual. And when we come back, we'll discuss the rest of the episode. The girls head to the main stage to rehearse with Lucian Piani, Latrice, and Will and play it too nice. Dita and Chad need to work on their timing, and Fifi and Sharon let their vocals outshine the lyrics. Any thoughts on this uh, this weird, pointless meetup with Lucian Piani, Taylor? Yeah, uh, well, Lucian was very cute. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of, you look at Lucian now, the sort of the way that you looked at Whitney Houston towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you just, when you would watch old videos of her, we were kind of like, oh, the, the potential here is gone. Yeah. Um, I guess the issue that I have with it is I don't get how they're supposed to sing the song. Because it feels like they were told at certain points, like, 
they're trying to sing ahead. And he's like, no, just sit with this. Like, don't sing apart sort of thing. And it's, it's, and then the thing where they're both singing the so much better, so much better, so much where they're trying to sing over each other. Mm-hmm. But it sounded like for some of them, he wanted them to kind of sing over top of one another. The others, he wanted them to take their turns. And it, I just, it, it just was a grating song that we had to listen to multiple times while they were trying to figure out the. Well, that's why I think it's lazy because it's in, and I think this is why they struggled and maybe they did it on purpose. I mean, Lucian's not a stupid person where they did it on purpose to fuck the girls up. It's in a weird key that would force yes. you to either go, if you want to, because remember, this is, this is a different era where I feel this was the same thing. Now the girls would have no problem going to their lower register. Okay. You know, I think Bianca uh-huh. and other people since have changed. Like, I'm just going to sing about the way a man does, you know? And, but yeah. at the time, they were still trying to do female illusion. So, like, you either have to go super high or you have to lose your low, lower male registry. And I think it put them in this quandary. And I, th- I almost feel Lucian chose that key on purpose to do that. So, uh-huh. you either have to go, like, I think I'm better than you, you know, or she would have to go, like, I think I'm better than you, or whatever. And, yeah, uh, and I think that was oh, so. So, and also, it's it's a weird phrasing. It's it's, it's weird notes. It's 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 very odd song, and not good. Yeah, it's 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 just odd phrasing is the way is definitely a, a better way to say what I was trying to say. That it's just it's just a weird song, and the whole Fifi trying to do the weird operatic thing was really annoying. And but you know, she makes weird and, choices when she does that stuff. Yeah, I know. But the idea that Sharon had as far as to kind of do the heavy metal rocker thing, mm-hmm. in theory, that's a that sounds like a great idea. In practice, not good. Yeah. Um, all right. It's elimination day and the girls get ready for the main stage and for the main stage. In the workroom, Willem withdraws and sticks to herself. Latrice checks in with Willem, who shrugs it off. Fifi and Sharon worry that they might actually get along now. The girls talk about missing their drag families, and Willem wishes out loud that she had a drag family of her own. Now, this is... What's wrong? You all right? Yeah, what happened? You're doing something with your eyes. Are you all right? No, my eye... Okay, what would happen was, Taylor's outside of the show, I had an itch, I scratched it, and I know exactly what happened. I had this bag of spicy mango dried fruit. Oh, and I okay. and then I scratched my I you know scratched not scratched my eye but you know what I mean like took was taking the itch out of my eye rubbed your eye rubbed my yeah. eye thank you and then it put the spicy mango thing in my eye and I was so then my eye started watering so that's what you that's what Taylor saw was me going okay like, I'm reading this and Taylor sees me like looking no I know out. in the last year you've had a Bell's palsy <laughs> so I yeah. just wanted to make sure you were okay yeah and just, and. This yeah. last 45 seconds was more interesting than that entire episode. But okay, well, go ahead. You know what? You're right. So, like, here, here's something interesting is, so, you know, I, I'm par- part of that Sound Up Latinx thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the other day, I got a huge box. Yeah, I did. And oh, in wow. it... How is Lori? <laughs> she's great. Never had any complaints. And, um, <laughs> well, actually, she's gotten a lot of complaints. I just say, I think that if anybody gets complaints out here, it's Lori. Yeah. But inside were two very large boxes, okay? Mm-hmm. And a, a, a book bag, which is right here, actually. And everything is branded 
with the Spotify Latinx logo. And I got this huge book bag. Very cool. Full of tech stuff, right? I'm going to a story here, a self-effacing story. So before everyone thinks my head's getting big, I'm going to a self-effacing story. So this book bag is full of amazing, amazing tech products. Thank you, Spotify. Okay. Then I got a big box over here. I'm not going to go get it. It's huge. A full of like sweatshirt, a t-shirt, a hat that I gave to my dad, kind of wear hats, a throw blanket, all branded with the Spotify Latinx. A weird, where is it actually? A brass, actually, where really is it? A brass water bottle kind of thing. Oh, cool. I don't know where it went. It's around here somewhere. And um, there was that box. Then there was a, another box full of snacks. Latin X snacks, right? So I, uh-huh. I'm with my parents. Like, oh, what's in this huge box? I'm like, I don't know. Let's open it. And I, and I pull out the bag, and there's all kinds of amazing things in this book bag, right? Mm-hmm. And I pull out the other box, and there's a sweatshirt and a throw blanket. And here I am. Their son has been chosen by this big company who just sent him all these gifts, right? Yeah. They could not care less. And they were more excited about the snacks. And I go, oh, they're like, well, what, what snacks? And I go, well, here's the thing of chocolate. And then they start fighting with each other who's going to get the chocolate and the spicy mango. And uh, uh, what else do I have in here? Oh, here's the, here's the brass water thing. Oh, and there's pens. There's pens. Sound up like Here's some sort of brass water thing. Uh, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Can you uh, send that to me? I like that. No. And uh, <laughs> I will say, whoever gave him the snacks did a good job because I like the spicy mango so much. I bought like $30 worth and they're being sent to me. And some really good like Colombian chocolate. And I bought that too. And that's coming to me. And um, but there's these chips, right? The chips are okay, you know? And then, oh, look at this cool candle. And then Very this, pretty. What does it smell like? Okay. I don't know if you'll be able to relate, but uh, Bobby will be able to relate. It smells like a really packed salsa club. Okay. I'm listening. Yeah. And like with Cubans with open shirts and gold necklaces all dancing way too close to each other and salsa dancing is what you would smell when you're on the floor. Yeah. It's very musky with cologne. Speaking of, I know that, do you still have your um, coffee butt scrub? No, because it it expires after 60 days. You're supposed to throw it away after 60 days. She's not going to throw it away. I'm going to still use it. What's the worst that could happen? I don't want them to get food poisoning from my butt. That would be such a great story, though. Would it? Yeah, for me at least. Well, I'm going to find out because <laughs> I'm taking it with me to Palm Springs. And I'm Good gonna for you. It. Yeah. Um, the, the coffee scrub for your butt. So you threw it away. How much of it did you use? Or you only used that one time? I mean, I'll use it like one or two times. Yeah, they give you too much. You need like a – I want like a yeah. hair gel size. That's all yeah. I need. And actually, they, they make another product that's probably better. Because they sent you two that those free wipes. Yeah. Yes, that's they did. That's probably more they, useful. 
I haven't used those yet. I did just, I have like, you know, mom's fun box, like under my, under my side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And I might've used it while Bobby Lou was gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are these? I'm like, Oh God, I forgot about these. But I just sort of figured I would save those for another time. Well, that's for people but, who have like sex in clubs. That's really what it's for. Keeping your pocket. Like, oh, well, this guy wants to have sex with me. Let me wipe my fucking junk. So it doesn't smell like fucking bonch, you know? Yeah. Bonch. 90s so anyway, can I say can I say my joke? Can I because oh, I yeah. thought of a joke and then we went off talking about my butt and you know food poisoning and that kind of stuff. Is you were talking about your parents were fighting over the snacks, but ultimately, do you know who gets the best snack? Who? Aiden next week when he sees you. It's a callback to the beginning. Oh, sorry, wrong thing. <laughs> There's a whole song of that. Um, I'd have to find it, but there's a whole song. They actually have a whole song. I downloaded it. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, I love that song. I don't play it nearly enough anymore. Um, all right. Elimination Day. Do you have anything to say about it? Uh, well, from what we have heard about Willem's elimination. Oh, yeah. What did he say about it on his show? Well, okay, so and I did some research because I couldn't necessarily remember mm-hmm. what it was, but it was that Willem had been notified prior to being disqualified mm-hmm. that she was going to be disqualified. Apparently, oh, okay. she was notified at lunch. Okay, so she was aware of it because she thought she was going to be going home early, and this was just going to be a vehicle for some, you know, publicity. Mm-hmm. And that she did not see herself as an actual contestant because, according to her, they requested that she put, bring in a tape. She didn't necessarily audition. They just said, put in a tape and then you'll be fast tracked through. And they and she made it sound like they wanted her to be the villain. And she thought, well, I'll do this for a couple of weeks and then I have a um, a musical on like off Broadway or something that I'm supposed to be a part of that I need to get to rehearsals for. And as it got closer and closer to the time that she needed to go, she said that she was acting out more and breaking rules um, outside of – particularly outside of the uh, actual production, mm-hmm. but was rocking the boat more and more until she said they had no choice but to get rid of her because she was not – according to her, she was not the only one that was breaking rules. And the examples that I read today on on Reddit – were, for example, that Fifi had a phone, allegedly, mm-hmm. with her, and that Kenya used to smoke pot all the time. Kenya was, like, high a lot. Well, I think, so, I think on the interview with us, Dita said that she and, was it Willem or Jiggly, would go out and get, um, like, I don't know if they would go out and get food, or they would uh, go to clubs or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Dita I, talked about it. On yeah. Dinner, so, but they, they were looking for, she was looking to give them a reason to get rid Do of her so that she could go story? to this. Do you buy? Uh, it, ultimately, she did something. They never said what it was on the show. Mm-hmm. And according to her, <clears throat> the sto- the story that she tells on the reunion was made up between her and the producers because they, they did not want to. She did not want to. Um, she was very big on making sure that all the girls got f- fed properly and like put up a fight as far as you know, making sure they all had enough time, that kind of thing. And they did not want her saying anything on the reunion that would embarrass RuPaul and make it look like RuPaul did not, was not like steering the ship. 
Then why are her eyes red in some of the confessionals at the end? I do, that, that is the one thing where at the confessional, one of the last confessionals they show of her, I did notice that too. She was clearly crying. Yeah. But I, Again, I don't know. I feel the truth is somewhere in the middle. I feel the truth is somewhere in the middle. It could very well, yeah. for could very well be. All right. On the main stage, the Frenemies debut their nightclub numbers. Latrice and Willem are named the winners of the challenge. Just as RuPaul uh, prepares to announce the bottom two, Willem rushes off the stage to throw up. Oh, why did she throw up? She said because after she was told that she was um, going to be disqualified, they went to lunch. Or it was right before lunch that they told her. And she overate. Mm-hmm. And then got in that really tight corset. So it oh, made her sick. Okay. And then she was, then there was also the nerves of she knew this was coming yeah. and just felt really gross. And that's why she threw up. All right. After checking in with Willem, Rue places Fifi O'Hara and Sharon Needles in the bottom two, forcing them to duke it out in a lip sync battle for their lives. The song, It's Raining Men, the sequel by Martha Wash and Rue Paul. After the lip sync, Rue Paul summons Willem to the front of the stage. Rue reveals Willem has broken the rules and thus disqualified. From the competition, Taylor Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? I will say this, to the best of my knowledge, is really the only time that we see Sharon lip syncing. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty impressed with her. I thought that she did a really, really good job, especially compared to Fifi, who was horrible. Yeah, Fifi would have gone home. Fifi would have 100% gone home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She was very, very good. And Between the not wearing shoes and then her wig falling off, and she clearly didn't know the words, yeah. and it was just it was just chaos. Yeah, it really was. Fifi was lucky that Willem broke the rules. Um, what did you think of the nightclub numbers? I felt that they were pretty much where the judges thought they were. Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought that uh, of the three, I thought Latrice and Willem did the best. I thought that Chad and Dita were two very different energies mm-hmm. where Dita, they were good, but Dita was a little all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then you had where it felt like Sharon and Fifi were on two completely different stages. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Any other final thoughts in the episode? Any notes you didn't get to say? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to mention? Leave it all right here on the dance floor. I think we're just going to leave it all right here. We didn't really talk about the looks, but there wasn't really anything to talk about with the looks. No, they didn't have a runway. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 4. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, stashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Follow us on Twitter at Drag Race Recap. For more access to LGBTQ content, support us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at PIMCTaylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media 
Podcast.